So with Apple's M1 chip, their famous SOC that they debuted in 2020, the one with integrated graphics and RAM and just everything being all beautiful and such. You know, more and more talk around SOC versus traditional CPU has been emerging. And I've finally been able to get my hands on an M1 MacBook Pro, make that my primary laptop. And we're going to talk about the performance, my impressions of it, as well as the future of the SOC as being a primary CPU versus the traditional standardized CPU memory graphics card or integrated graphics setup. Let's talk about it. Welcome to In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. This is a tech podcast all about you, the listener. My aim is to educate, inform, and most importantly, empower you with the tools that you need to face this ever-changing world of technology. So let's get into it, shall we? So this episode is going to be split up into two parts. First and foremost, talking about my impressions with the 2020 MacBook Pro, the one with an M1 chip, Apple's latest and greatest and first desktop class and laptop class CPU. And then with the second part, talking about the future of systems on a chip versus your typical CPU architecture. So first and foremost, let's talk about the performance. Now I have a 2020 macbook pro with the m1 chip we have eight cpu cores eight graphics cores and then i upgraded mine to have 16 gigabytes of ram because the year is 2021 you should not have a laptop in my humble opinion with anything less or else you're dealing with things spilling over to the disk occupying swap and it's like you don't want even though this is all in one architecture you don't want to be flip-flopping back and forth between swap even if you have the fastest disk on the planet now here's the thing m1 being an arm processor it's an soc it has all the pieces built onto one board and it's going to allow immediate access to the ram and gpu resources and that's definitely felt guys when you're launching apps on this thing it's just almost immediate response time um let's also talk about the fact that instant wake instant sleep because everything is right there things are in memory things are just boom ready to go additionally you can run ios apps on your mac now now of course the developer has to enable this but the fact that you can have popular twitter clients reddit clients games and things like that work on your phone your iPad and your Mac, guys, it's pretty freaking sweet. So honestly, at this point, this is one of the best machines that I've ever owned. But let's talk about the comparisons, because as you guys know, I've been using Linux as my primary operating system, my primary desktop operating system for a number of years now. Um, I will say that I did switch back to Windows just for a small amount of time, which was a mistake. (laughs) Let's be completely honest. Windows has been a disaster for some time now, even though we have seen vast, vast improvements under the leadership of Satya um, Nadella. Um, We've seen vast improvements, especially from the cloud computing front. But 
Um, from the way that I see it, Mac OS is the most similar to most Linux distributions, such as elementary OS or like your base Debian. Um, and like I said, it doesn't really take much to be better than Windows. Sorry, Windows stands. It just is what it is. Um, when it comes to safety and security, um, I'm automatically going to give an edge to Mac OS over Windows. But that's ultimately why I think that Linux is the best operating system, point blank, period. But Mac OS does a good job of being more out in the open, but trying to stick to some Unix slash BSD roots. It tries. Sometimes it falls on its face, but it tries. So let's talk about this SOC versus CPU battle. Okay, so now let's talk about CPU and SOC. So a CPU is basically the brain. It's the central processing unit. Basically, it's kind of like a gigantic, super fast, crazy fast calculator for your computer that performs all kinds of different operations at rapid speed, second by second, millisecond by minute, millisecond, microsecond after microsecond. It's computing and it's kind of directing traffic for your machine. Now the thing is, is that the CPU has to talk to your graphics chip, has to talk to your memory, and, it, and it's this back and forth, these hops back and forth, which can create bottlenecks and sometimes can slow things down. This does not mean that your computer is inherently slow. This is just a try, it's a tried and true architecture, but in an age of mobile computing, you always hear about Snapdragon, this, Snapdragon, that, but you also hear about Apple's chips like the A5, the A6, A14 Bionic. These are all systems on a chip. So it integrates all of the, comp the components that I named earlier. So along with the CPU, an SOC usually contains a GPU, memory, USB controller, power management circuits, and wireless radios, XYZ, where the fact a CPU is a standalone and it simply cannot function without all of these other chips that are kind of all over the place. So the difference, one, one difference is the size. The SOC, typically that board can be a lot smaller than having a huge board with all of these peripherals plugged in. Now, in addition, Due to its very high level of integration and much shorter wiring, an SOC also uses what considerably less power. And this is one of the things that Apple touts so much when they're talking about the M1, M1 Pro, M1 Max chips. They're saying, hey, these things have much less power draw, allowing us to achieve crazy battery life. Guys, I left my MacBook Pro unplugged starting at around 92 to 100%. I've been using this thing two days this week since coming back from fall holiday, and it's barely at 50%. So we have standby time, and then we have actual usage, and it hasn't even cracked 50%. Now, the only real disadvantage, and this is coming from extremetech.com as well as just myself and anecdotal evidence guys the only disadvantage is that it's not flexible soc is not flexible so once you say hey i want this soc 
good luck upgrading the RAM, good luck upgrading the GPU, all of these things. And this is why I tell people when we're entering this M1 world, if you're ordering an Apple computer today, an Apple MacBook or one of the new iMacs or the new Mac Mini, if you're looking into one of these computers, you need to buy for the future. Don't say, oh, well, eight gigabytes of RAM will be enough. Maybe, but probably not. <laughs> you know, go ahead and spend that extra money and get your configuration, get the highest spec that you possibly can because you're not going to crack this thing open and start adding RAM the way that you would on a traditional mas machine. It's you just can not do it. Now, Extreme Tech says that CPUs are on the way out. I don't see this. Um, first and foremost, there's always going to be room for the hobbyist. Heck, I'm still a hobbyist. I want to be able to get in and tinker, change the CPU, change the memory if I want to for a certain type of machine. Now with a laptop, I view a laptop a little bit more similar to an iPad. I view it as an appliance. I view it as something that I want to pick up, I want to roll with, and I want to move on with my life. Now a desktop machine, that's something that's completely different. I want to max this out, max that out, have Linux, dual boot between Windows so I can play Magic the Gathering and annihilate people with merfolk, vampires, elves, and spirits. That's what I want to do. But on a laptop, that's not what I want to do. Now, we're going to see desktops. We're going to see desktops with SOCs. You know, the next the next Mac Pro is likely going to have some combination of M1 chips in it. And it's likely going to be unbelievable. So, guys, SOCs, they're not going to take, well, I'll put it like this. CPUs are not going anywhere anytime soon, as long as Windows is around. A transition to a SOC type of architecture for Windows is going to take a huge amount of time. But with that being said, I think the SOCs are going to be the future. But we're going to kind of watch this path and see what happens. But with Apple pushing it, it's definitely going to change the landscape. So, guys, those are my impressions of my M1 MacBook Pro. And just talking about the future of SOCs and CPUs, this has been a little bit of a different episode, but maybe one that's a little more evergreen, especially for right now, something that you could refer back to. And, guys, be sure to tweet me at Dexter underscore Johnson if you want to keep the conversation going. Let's talk about MacBook Pros. Let's talk about SOCs. Let's talk about all the things. You heard me mention Magic the Gathering. If you play, I'm on Twitter. You can find me. Guys, until next time, I'll holler at you. Thank you for listening to another episode of In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. I'm hoping you're coming away more empowered, educated, and enthralled in the technological world. Be sure to tell a friend, share this episode, and follow me on Twitter at Dexter underscore Johnson. And most importantly, stay tuned for future episodes. Until next time.